Welcome to the RAB Poetry Podcast, where we bring you the stories behind the words, where every poem has a story behind it. Our podcast is a journey through the hearts and minds of poets as we delve into the inspirations, struggles, and triumphs that fuel their work. In each episode, we'll feature a poem, sharing the underlying stories and reciting the most powerful and moving pieces. From various poems on wide variety of topics and rising poets and authors, our podcast is the perfect companion for anyone who loves poetry and the power of words. Whether you're a seasoned poetry enthusiast or just getting started, you'll find something to love on the RAB Poetry Podcast. So tune in and let the stories of our poets take you on a journey of inspiration and emotion. Listen to the REB Poetry Podcast, available on all major platforms now. Welcome to Fandom Power. Hey, man. Oh. oh, I'm good. How are you? Not too bad. It's been a long day. Uh, been a long week, actually. Um, little did I know that uh, this week was going to turn into, or I should say the our show tonight uh, turned into what it is, because I really had not much of an idea where we were going last week when we uh, <laughs> when we finished. Turns out I didn't need to worry about that because we got bombarded with a oh ton, tons of uh, so much news. stuff movie news this week uh and a few other interesting tidbits yeah. and oh, uh, tv and uh yeah well. yeah yeah uh did you know i didn't know this and maybe it's just maybe the pandemic kind of uh had an impact on me on this way but cinema con did you know that was a thing i did not know it was a thing i didn't know it was a thing either until i kind of dug into it a little bit this week and uh, it turns out that um it was worth looking at because, uh, was man, ever? there was a ton of movie news that came out this week, um, and a lot of it we're going to touch on because I think that uh, it's worth it's worth talking about for sure. This week, a uh, little different, or I guess it's kind of similar to last week. Really, um, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, stuff that happened in uh, pop pop culture uh, news, particularly in the film world. We get a few other little tidbits that things that kind of trickled out in the last uh, week or so that I thought would be uh, fun to share with you guys. As always, we're taking your comments and your uh, questions as we uh, go through tonight's show. So if you have uh, anything you would like to uh, ask or you've got something you want to talk about, hit us, up in the, hit us up in the comments. We're more than happy to uh, diverge from the uh, from any of the scripted stuff we got, which isn't really scripted anyway. It's more just kind of show flow stuff. All right. So without uh, further ado, let's get yeah. to it. Let's uh, have a look at uh, what happened this week in uh, in pop culture. First one is an interesting one. Uh, we're toy guys. Yes. We're toy people. And uh, maybe some of you guys are toy people too. I don't know if you noticed this uh, this week, but uh, Sergeant Slaughter made a triumphant, triumphant return to G.I. Joe in the form of uh, an upcoming six inch uh, G.I. Joe classified series action figure. Are you a Slaughter fan? I am a Slaughter fan. Uh, I might want this one just because it's Just him. because it's Slaughter. Uh, looking at other slaughter action figures, I mean, we've got the uh, the LJN, the the rubber wrestler, which, by the way, is a it goes for a lot of money. Oof. You've got the uh, mail away slaughter. Yep. You've got the one that came with the, uh, the triple T tank. Triple T. That's the one I have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's the easiest one to get. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Wasn't there a Tiger Force one too? 
I don't know. If, or you know, maybe Slaughter's Marauders? Mm, Slaughter's Marauders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah like for sure. It was a sub team sure. for him. Interestingly enough, uh, seeing a six-inch uh, Slaughter is not new for a lot of us, uh, especially for guys who are uh, fans of the new uh, six-inch line Action Force. This uh, this toy line, Action Force, uh, the creation of Bobby Valla of uh, Valaverse Toys. Bobby Valla being a former employee of Hasbro who actually got to work on G.I. Joe. So uh, there you go. Interestingly enough, Action Force was the, uh, the G.I. Joe brand in the United Kingdom. Huh. But uh, if you're a fan of uh, Vintage Action Force, then you know that it had its own characters and its own lore that diverged from G.I. Joe, even though all of the or most of the figures that we got in North America did Born turn up from yeah were turned up in the UK so yeah two versions of uh, sergeant slaughter in action force and i know most of the people that i've talked to about this are pretty supportive of uh, of mr remus going back to uh, gi joe um that's the thing when you when you're a pro wrestler and you own your own character yep you get the privilege of deciding where you want your face and your likeness to be and I think some of the fans of Action Force got a little bit, you know, I don't say blindsided, but they got were taken a little aback because it's it seemed like just yesterday that Sergeant Slaughter got a, a new action figure and now oh jump ship right back to G.I. Joe. Yep. Is it jumping ship though? I don't think so. He belongs when you, there. He sure. was in the movie, he was a big part of it. Absolutely. I think when, again, when you own your own stuff, you gotta go where the money's at. Especially, I mean, this is one that came up this week. Um it's not like the uh, benefits package for pro wrestlers is really good for retired uh, pro wrestlers. So, yeah. I mean, these guys got to take care of themselves and what a great way to do it. Anyway, I mean, uh, I personally am not a big Sergeant Slaughter fan, but the the fact that he's back in GI Joe, I mean, that's pretty cool. Yeah. I'm pretty happy about that one. Yeah. So uh, Sergeant Slaughter back in GI Joe, what do we got next year? Good to see. Uh, I think so as well. What do we got here? Oh, <laughs> This did not come out of CinemaCon, but uh, Deadline reported uh, back on Tuesday, Tuesday the 26th, longtime Fast franchise director Justin Lin has quit Fast 10 just days after the production started, leaving the future of the film uncertain. Now, uh, he put out a statement that says, with the support of Universal, I have made the difficult decision to step back of di- uh, step back as director of Fast 10 while remaining with the project as a producer over 10 years and uh, five films, we've been able to shoot the best actors, the best stunts and the best damn car chases on a personal note, as the child of Asian immigrants, I'm proud of helping to build the most diverse franchise in movie history. I will forever be grateful to the amazing cast crew and studio for their support and for welcoming me into the fast family. Mm. So it's kind of weird because I mean, the man's resume (laughs) with this franchise is very long and storied insiders uh closer to the production have said that uh, there may be some creative differences that uh that brought this on hmm. i haven't heard of him doing any new projects i, I mean i looked is, he, is there another project that he's attached to couldn't yeah, find one i know of yeah me neither but uh, justin lynn quit the fast 10 movie which is like oh if it is creative differences i mean where do they have left to go the joke was uh space but they did that in nine i see now that's how far removed i am did did they they really went they went to space did they put a car in space they did (laughs) sorry can you driven by ludicrous what did it do in space uh they had to hack some satellite up in space 
with the so, car. But they had to get close enough to do it. So okay, well they, they strapped the car to the rocket. You know what? The one thing I did see, and I think this actually is a kind of a neat idea. You've you've gone so far into uh, ridiculousness. Why not just make the cars transformers? Maybe do you know what I mean? That is they're at Sharknado levels now. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's funny. Uh, transformers that might be interesting. Could be. Yeah. Um, who may, who owns the franchise? What what studio puts oh. these out? It's not Paramount, is it? I don't know. It'd be interesting if it is Paramount. Then they potentially could do something together. I guess well, it could be Universal if he has their support. Oh, oh, sorry. Yes, Universal. Yeah, it does say at Universal. least for the fast. I don't know. If I just read it. Universal Studios. Yeah, of course. Yeah, that was a silly, silly of me to say that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. How about this one? You want to go on to the next one? Sure. Let's Check see. this out. Um, our boy. Mr. Obi-Wan Kenobi, Ewan McGregor tied the knot with his girlfriend, Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Um, I, I did not realize that the, their, and I mean, Hollywood is this like weird, it's a, it's like a window. It's like through the looking glass weird sometimes, yep. uh, did not realize that, uh, they each left their respective spouses for each other until I started looking at this. I'm just a big Obi-Wan fan, so I'm I'm happy to see him in stuff. But yeah, um, he was previously married to his uh, ex-wife for like 20-odd years. They have like four kids together. Huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The short version is uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi is now married to uh, Ramona Flowers. There you go. <laughs> yeah, so um, obviously uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, um, 10 Cloverfield Lane, and Scott Pilgrim versus the world reportedly uh, have been married in a small private ceremony the couple first appeared together in uh, season three of fargo back in 2016 mcgregor and uh, winstead starred as uh, ray and emmett stucy and nikki swango respectively and they've been romantically linked since uh, 2017 they have a son together Lori. Hmm. Uh, the couple <laughs> was publicly outed in december of 2017 after pictures of the two kissing in a london cafe were published and of course we have that shot here now Ugh, those london what's it uh the paparazzi that's the ones yeah you can't go anywhere without the They're paparazzi over there oh yeah so uh mcgregor was previously married to a production designer eve uh, mavrakis for 22 years uh, announced that he had been separated from her since may of that year they share four daughters and uh, Mary was previously married to uh, filmmaker Riley Steams for seven years from 2010 to 2017. When you do the math and you follow the rabbit hole and you see kind of what happened, it looks like they met on Fargo. And then it just, and it kind of blossomed from there. Well, it does seem to happen with a lot of movies. Uh, his kids. I don't know. Did I, did I make a thing? No, I didn't. Uh, his kids, two of his kids, uh, Ewan's kids were like really really not happy and publicly kind of said it one of his daughters wrote a song because she's in a band oh and then another one made a post uh about uh mary elizabeth winstead calling her trash oh but i mean you're they're young they're like yeah. young teenagers and i mean who wouldn't be upset you know at who was perceived as the home wrecker mm -hmm. but uh it does take two to tango and uh, yeah so mary elizabeth winstead and uh, ewan mcgregor married well, let's see how long it lasts. <laughs> Are we taking bets? Uh, we could. Who knows? He got 20 years of the first marriage. 
Well, did you see uh, other divorce news? I guess Dan Aykroyd. I just saw that. Has di- divorced his yeah. significant other um, of like 29 years. She was <laughs> She was one of the girls in Spies Like Us. Nice. Yeah, yeah. they, got to, they worked together on that one. The statement that came out said that they will remain legally married or that they have remained legally married hmm. uh, and co-parenting and, and friends cool. and, and all of those overtures that, you know, big time Hollywood people, you know, say, hey, we're still friends and all that. We can just go wherever we want. I'm curious to know if you are not in a marriage anymore, why would you stay married? Is that a. Is well, that's like Danny DeVito and Rhea Perlman, isn't it? I guess so. I guess they're on paper, but they don't live together or is, is it a case of like somebody's net worth is worth substantially more than the others and that's so let's you know to keep the legal out of it we'll come to an agreement yeah because con- conceivably he's the the money guy true in that relationship right yeah uh, I, I don't, don't see them lining up to make another scott pilgrim versus the world sequel <laughs> No, I'm talking about Dan Aykroyd. Oh, him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, conceivably, Danny's the the money man in that. I would say so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially with Ghostbusters Afterlife just doing really well. Very, very well. Um, So well, in fact, that... uh, (laughs) Maybe some news about... There might be some Ghostbuster news coming up later in the show. Stick with us for that. If you're just joining us now, it's uh, Wes and Andy here for Fan and Power. We're talking about some of the uh, pop culture highlights that uh, came up in the last week because there was a whole lot of stuff. Um, we're about to uh, go full on into the uh, 2022 CinemaCon out of uh, Caesars Palace in uh, Las Vegas, where uh, all the big Hollywood news or all the big movie news for the next year just kind of got uh, dumped. dumped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there is uh, lots more to talk about. So let's move on here. Mm. We got the latest images uh, coming out of the uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi series, which I know uh, for me personally, I am super excited about because that, as I, uh, as you know, is our next uh, deep dive review series with our uh, ongoing uh, series, The High Ground. And uh, I've been doing really, really good at staying off YouTube and not watching. Spoilers. Yeah, I'm, I've not uh, watched any YouTube videos. And I, I mean, I follow Star Wars Theory. I follow Star Wars Meg and a couple of the other uh more dedicated Star Wars channels and I've stayed away from them. So when this came out, I was like, Oh, new pictures. I'm like, okay, well I'll, I'll cheat. I'll, it's I'll okay. It's just they're a okay. Picture. They are. And How I mean, much information there's, can you get from a picture. There isn't a whole lot being given away here there. I don't think there's anything earth shattering uh, that we haven't seen maybe from another angle or, you know, an extension of hmm. Um, we've got this, uh, cover now that looks kind of like the, uh, the, the, the planet that I can't remember the name of it now, the Hong Kong looking planet. Cause I yes. can all the neon signs in the background. Of course, a nice, uh, I see some, uh, or there. We could translate. I think we already did. I think that's the one, like one of them is milk and you know, Gungan snacks. There you go. We, uh, we translated that in the last one, but interestingly enough, th- I wonder if this, uh, magazine cover that we're looking at is a composite image because you've got Obi-Wan uh he's in his new i don't know uh nomad his nomad attire but he is carrying his lightsaber well a good jedi is never without it well would he brandish it like that in this period of time i don't know i think this is a bring it out i think it's a publicity shot specifically for the magazine cover but could be we'll find out on uh, may 27th when the when the show drops by the way obi-wan this is a real tough one for me uh, well, it's not actually because thanks, thank God for advanced ticket sales. 
because Obi-Wan got pushed back to May 27th, which is the same day the, uh, the wide release of Maverick. Ooh, but uh, I'll be seeing that in advanced screening. So meh. <laughs> what else we got? Oh, here we go. Here's a, again, like I said, there's the uh, Obi-Wan and his uh, nomadic clothes and uh, with the lightsaber absent from that. Yeah, it's absent side. here. This is uh, clearly somewhere Tatooine, who knows, wherever, maybe that uh, needs some blue milk. So he's strolling into town. This could be uh, that new job that we think he's got. Maybe the man's got to make a living. And then what else we get here back to the, uh, now there is some language in this one. This again is that Hong Kong ish neon planet. But I mean, I, and I didn't, uh, I didn't dive into it, but the symbols on that, uh, pink purple neon sign there are Orabesh. Is it Orabesh? That looks some, I know the sign in the back behind it is definitely Orabesh. But this thing in front looks like maybe another language. Mm. Do you think it's Orbesh? I think it's Orbesh within a neon square. Oh, fair enough. Oh, you know what? I think you're right. And we and we already know. So it makes it more more like maybe gambling tiles. Oh, maybe. And we know that they've they've uh, inverted and flipped the letters before, so that might yeah. be the case of what's going on there. Well, maybe I should have taken some time to go through that <laughs> one. All right, now's the time, guys. Do a screen grab and uh, get back to us and tell us what that says. <laughs> all right and uh oh we got a first uh first comment coming in here from facebook it's eric eric says uh narshada no sir it is not narshada i and i can't i can't quote you the name of the planet right now it, it escapes me but we did cover it in our uh in our trailer breakdown um if you go back and you watch that video our uh it's the our, our prelim episode of the high ground where we do a deep dive on the uh, the Obi Wan Kenobi trailer, we actually mention both. There's two planets, yeah, um, and both of them are named. I just cannot recall at the moment. I'm very sorry, but no, sir, not Narshada. Narshada, by the way, is uh, uh, I don't know, is it canonized now? Narshada is one of the hut, the hut homeworld, maybe now Hutta and Narshada. They're the sort of the the. Two I think one is a moon of the other, maybe or no, they're two different two different planets in the same in the hut space, anyway. The place where huts come from. We get our best look so far at uh, Rupert Friend as uh, the Grand Inquisitor. And uh, man, this looks pretty good. His head looks a bit extended, doesn't it? Do you think? Not not a whole lot, but. there There's some <laughs> bulbousness. Can Maybe. I say that? Some bulbousness going on there in the head. Some slight extension. I personally don't think that they went out and did a whole lot to change his no. look. Maybe just maybe a little bit. Minor tweaking. Maybe. I feel like this is an extension of the sequence that we already saw in the trailer where he's doing the, you know, tell me where he is kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But so there you have it. There's uh, four new images from the uh, upcoming Obi-Wan Kenobi series uh, debuting May 27th, uh, only on Disney plus. And we'll be back that week with a, uh, with a double whammy because we're getting two episodes that week. Um, we will be back in our regular time slot um, where <laughs> extra long show guys we're covering two episodes in our debut or in our first regular episode of the high ground so stay tuned for that all right let's move on i think what's up here next we got um, next up we got some sad news I sad guess. news uh news came out friday from showrunner carolyn dries on twitter that batwoman will not be seeing season four and as the uh, arrowverse continues to shrink at least the season three finale was, you know, it worked as a series finale. Did it? It did. So I'm, For I'm a woman. It did. 
I'm completely out of the loop on Batwoman. I was not, <clears throat> I've never been invested in the, the Kate Kane character. So it didn't, it didn't draw me in. Although I did like, um, Ruby Rose. Yes. I liked her in orange is the new black. I, I quite enjoyed her, but something about her, her Batwoman just, no, didn't do it for me. And then with all, you know, her departure and then sort of the show being in, you know, like spinning plates, right. Or, yeah. or juggling. I don't think it landed very well. No, by season three, they kind of found their stride with uh, the new Batwoman, but okay, I don't think they've given it long enough to actually play out. Fair enough. And then, of course, you know, as you say, right after that. Yeah, um, later we, that evening, word came down from Legends of Tomorrow writers yeah. on Twitter that the same fate has befallen DC's Legends of Tomorrow. So, which unfortunately did end on a really yeah, big cliff. As I, re I read that. Now, I... Kim and I both were big legends fans uh, at the beginning, right from the beginning. I thought, Oh, this is great. This is like a, you know, this, I don't want to say it was like in a, like a guardians of the galaxy kind of space romp, but in some regards, it yeah. was kind of like that. We're going to take a bunch of like misfits, slam them, we're going to jam them together. And then you're going to run off and save time. Yeah. Instead of the galaxy. Yeah. I was so, so disappointed when they dropped the main character from season one i mean showing up to watch um oh my god what was his name um um yeah rip hunter rip hunter doctor who i mean rip hunter was the reason to watch that show he was the reason and i mean uh, the the wave rider it's it's the tardis um it doesn't have an infinite amount of space inside but it's doctor who and the tardis and a bunch of misfits along for the ride and it worked really really well until he flipped and then they got rid of him completely. And then Katie Lotz kind of took over as the, yeah. the primary focus. And I mean, it was okay. It was okay. And then they went and brought in like, uh, um, um, steel, not steel. Um, Nick, Nathan you know, what I'm talking. uh, yeah. So yeah. when they brought in all the other steel, yeah, yeah, that was okay. And yeah. then they tried some stuff with some other characters and it just, yeah, it was kind of hit and miss. <sighs> to the point where it's like i kind of checked out i see that they brought uh they went back and got picked up nora dark and i kind of yeah. liked that they brought her back for a few seasons and then both her and uh brandon roth's character ray palmer exited the show yeah. who are married in real life actually are they? yeah they are okay well <laughs> yeah. there you go because they got married on show too oh did they, they did <laughs> that's cool <laughs> yeah um and then i just you know it kind of lost it for me when uh when uh, um uh, when cold left yeah uh, i'm like oh is this a sign of of things to come and really it was kind of a slow yeah uh, not even cold but i mean then you had uh, uh jackson and stein they left and i mean like, i'm a big firestorm fan well, they so wow yeah there is that killed him off anyway but yeah these two cw shows are no more no you know the cliffhanger it led to the promise of booster gold for the next season i saw that so if you're a booster gold fan you know sorry so let's uh, talk about what's left we've got the flash got the flash and, who uh, has uh you know thankfully it's got another season at least one more to go and they can tie up some of these loose ends okay should they choose to do so do you think that any of these characters will live on in the flash i think so even if it's just a, a, a quick, quick to tie it up appearance yeah yeah, yeah, yeah we've yeah. already seen john diggle from arrow show up multiple yep. times yeah yeah without a ring 
Well, he's he's <laughs> hinting strongly at it. Okay. Do you think that there's enough life in the CW shows to to get? I don't think so. There's talk about selling it, right? The yeah, CW? there is so talk of selling it because that, uh, a lot of it's still with the HBO Crave stuff, and they're right, pushing right, 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 on right. their end too. You know, I mean, with shows like uh, Doom Patrol and Titans, yep. Is there a better chance for it to to jump over to that kind of maybe something that's a little more uh, 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 mature? I guess could be. I guess yeah. Okay. But yeah, we've got uh, the Flash. We have, I think, Star Girl getting one more season. You know what? And then there's Superman and Lois. Star Girl and- as a uh, teeny bopperish as it was. Not bad. It wasn't bad. <laughs> Two seasons yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, I enjoyed it. And then what we've got uh, uh Lois and Superman. Lois and Superman, which right, is currently right, running, right. or no, I think they just ended their season. But or that show exists in a in a weird space because it, does, it is because it sprung out of Supergirl, but it takes place like 15 years. Because the kids are teenagers. Yeah. Yeah. So that doesn't necessarily Yeah. So there's no crossover happening with anything else, but I suppose you could though. I mean, it wouldn't be a far stretch to to you know take any of the legends characters and say, Oh, now it's uh, 10 years later for you Yeah, just to have them drop in or out or show up for 10 minutes or whatever. Or the, uh, and then there's um, the newest one that Naomi, Naomi, I, I watched four episodes of it and I just could not get into it. What is, so what's, I don't know this one. What's the premise of that one? Uh, basically I think she's an alien and she's discovering her powers and finds out there's a whole bunch more alien type folk around. Okay. But the premise of that one is nobody believes in superheroes. So really? in the first episode, you see Superman go flying by. And oh. They're like, oh, is this just a promotional stunt? <laughs> nice. They're like, uh, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, it's not connecting with any of the rest of the Arrowverse. So. No, eh? that's fine. Uh, I mean, uh, I kind of thought, you know, with uh, what two, uh, multiple seasons of both Titans and Doom Patrol that we'd see some convergence there. We really haven't. No. So who knows? No. So, yeah, it's a weird place in the in the in the cw era in the cwdc whatever you want to call it oh i guess we're going to stay right on that train and go right into the next sad news legendary comic book artist neil adams has passed away uh his career spanned nearly 60 years and Yeah. yeah it included revitalizing batman and the joker for dc comics as well as decades of work for artists rights yeah uh i was gonna say i follow uh larry hama on facebook and larry had uh some really nice things to say about uh working with neil and about exactly what you're saying about fighting for uh creator rights yeah 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 um yeah he died early thursday morning and he was 80 years old so yeah not a bad run but no i mean it's it's sad though i think when you you know when you lose people that you know, I mean, it's very rarely do I have an, like the celebrity death means something to me, but like, even I've had a couple that like when, when it happened moved me in a way that I just yeah. can't. And I think it has a lot to do with the body of their work. Yeah. How does the, how does their work connect to you as a human being? And I mean, you know, for a lot of us who are in, into like nerd culture, a lot of these things hit home in a way that I don't know, like you don't expect them to No, you really don't. And I mean, did you get a chance to meet him? I did. You did. I, so well, yeah. there you go. I mean, yeah, super nice guy. He like, you know, talk to you and you get that uh, sense of get uh, the vibe off him. Right? Yeah. 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 Um, in a remembrance on Facebook though, his son, Josh Adams wrote, uh, my father was a force. 
His career was defined by unparalleled artistic talent and an unwavering character that drove him to constantly fight for his peers and those in need. Yeah. He would become known in the comic industry as one of the most influential creators of all time and a champion in social and creator rights. Yeah. 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 And it was him, Neil Adams, that was responsible for Superman creators, Jerry Siegel and Joe Schuster, finally receiving decades overdue credit of credit and financial compensation from DC for Superman. Oh, very good for making them, uh, you know, kind of go legit. Yeah. Interesting. Well, I mean, uh, Superman versus Muhammad Ali. That's an interesting issue because I remember that issue. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, The gatefold cover on that one. Like there's so many celebrities on it. Yeah. 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 Oh, well, uh, sad to lose him, but I mean, you know, the thing with comic books and I mean, we're going to, we're going to be talking a whole lot more about comic books here, uh, next week. Um, when we go on our little field trip, yep. <laughs> we're taking a field trip by the way, for free comic book day. So, uh, if you guys don't get a chance to uh, get out for free comic book day, where you are come back and see us, uh, afterwards, because we're going to have, a uh, uh, some highlights. highlights. Yeah. From, uh, from our little field trip next weekend. Um, yeah, their work lives on. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, you know, hopefully nothing can take that away. No. And I mean, uh, you know, both, both the big companies have not shied away from uh, reprints. So, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, wait around long enough, you probably get a chance to, uh, to dive into some of your favorite creators work in one form or another. Yeah. All right. We're moving on now. We're getting to, uh, CinemaCon. As I said earlier, I didn't even know that this was a thing. No um until i started reading about it um because i i was sitting there one night well i was i was messaging you yeah like hey here's some movie news and then like a few minutes later oh crap here's another one and then here's another one and i'm like what is this CinemaCon? uh turns out it's a so CinemaCon. uh it's an annual industry event that started back in uh, 2011 and it's to showcase new film properties to cinema owners as well as the press from all around the world um, the event is hosted every year at Caesar's palace in uh, Las Vegas, Nevada. Neat. And, uh, we got a lot of, we got a lot of interesting stuff that come out of it this year. Uh, April 25th to 28th. It's a, what, uh, it's a four day, four day event. Yeah. Um, all the studios pretty much, uh, took part this year. Um, and I think I, I, I don't think we touched on anything that's not really, there was a few movies that I kind of went like, uh, pass on that. It just didn't, you know, it didn't, didn't read. Pass. Yeah. But like all of the major, like, like really nerdy stuff, pop culture, we got some stuff to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> Perhaps the most bizarre story to come out of the entire thing though. Oh, where did it go? Did I move it? Oh, was that a, oh, I put it out of order. Okay. Uh, uh, Olivia Wilde, um, mid presentation, by the way, standing up on, on stage talking about, uh, her new film coming out. Don't worry, darling. Um, was served custody papers from her ex, Jason Sudeikis, mid-presentation. Uh, a, an unknown female uh, approached the stage, slid a manila envelope marked personal and confidential across the stage, and like a trooper, she actually <laughs> she deflected uh, what was going on by saying, like, what is this, a script? Picked it up? Nope, not a script. Read the document and then carried on like nothing ever happened. Hmm yeah so um professional yeah um so jason sudeikis had no idea that this had happened and he has come out publicly saying that he does not condone that it happened this way 
So security for the event uh, is still unsure how it happened um, because it is a, you must have a pass. And so, there, so yeah. this person had a, had a pass or they got connections. Well, there is that. So that raises questions about the security of the event going forward. <sighs> anyway, the two, they have, uh, um, they never actually got married. Oh yeah. But they do have uh, a son and a daughter together. And, uh, yeah. So interesting to see where that's going to go. I'm sure that, uh, there'll be lots more to talk about that going forward, but, um, Mm. Yeah. Olivia Wilde got served in the middle of her presentation. <laughs> All right. And I mean, if you, if you caught the, my slip up here in my slide order, you saw that, uh, we got a, f- a confirmation. The Batman is getting a sequel, um, with, uh, Matt Reeves, Robert Pattinson and Zoe Kravitz all returning, uh, for a sequel. Nice. Any surprise? I haven't seen the first one yet. So oh, you have not. It's still on the PVR. Okay, I need so three hours to watch it. I, I will, you do need three hours to watch it. And I will say, um, for a three hour movie, uh, it is written like so, so well. Um, this is the, probably the most detective Batman has been in a, in a big, uh, in a big motion picture. Hmm. And that really comes through. So for, yes, it is a three hour movie, but for me, I found it to be very engaging from start to finish. I wasn't bored. I didn't have to like, Oh, I got to take a dinner break or, you know, 16 bathroom breaks because it couldn't hold my interest. Um, very, very excited and not surprising. Um, uh, hit box office mojo earlier this week, just to get some numbers to put it into perspective. Um, so <laughs> the Batman cost 185, uh, $185 million to make. Um, and as of Thursday, uh, it had grossed 759 million dollars uh, over four times its production budget. So yes, um, money talks and yeah, that is definitely, um, reason to want to do a sequel. Mm-hmm. And I know like, uh, they don't think it's a success until it's like crazy numbers. Uh, and I, to me, those are crazy numbers. What's the, 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 the gist is double. Double your budget, at least double to be considered profitable because, you know, half of that is what marketing marketing and yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, I didn't put it in there, but uh, 300 and some, uh, 300 plus million of that was, uh, domestic. Yeah. So, I mean, 759 on the worldwide, but, uh, almost half, uh, domestically. So that's very impressive. And the Batman is still in theaters if you can find so it. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, I mean, if you subscribe to uh, crave, you can watch it on crave with no extra, uh, no extra fees involved. It's just part of your, uh, your package. Mm-hmm. If you have uh, HBO plus movies. Okay. Some other cool news. And this one has me really, <sighs> I'm really excited. I, I might be one of the few people left out there that's still holding a candle for the, uh, the Snyder, the, the DCEU as established by Snyder. I like a lot of those characters. Batfleck is my favorite, is my favorite Batman. Love Henry Cavill, Superman. I always have. Um, we got some new footage, uh, from the flash, uh, the upcoming movie, the flash based on the flashpoint, uh, storyline. So mm. flashpoint's already been done in animation. Yeah, it's been done in the animation and they yeah. tackled it in the CW Arrowverse. Did they? Yeah, they did. Did you like the CW version? Uh, I didn't mind it. Yeah. It made some weird changes. It was though. okay. It was okay. But we got a great description. Uh, basically it was like a, 
I don't know if you call it a, do you call it a trailer, a sizzle reel? Yeah, a sizzle reel. A little A, a little B. Um, spoiler alert, uh, Sasha Calais, uh, Supergirl. Um, yeah, so I'm just going to go through that. There's a, there's a really cool description of this, uh, what was shown off. This one comes from uh, hiddenremote.com. I want to say thank you to them for uh, providing the description. Uh, starts out with the Flash traveling back in time to his childhood home. Um, he explores the house, and in his bedroom... He looks at photos of his mother and father and Kid Barry. Then there is a line spoken, time has a pattern. It can help deliver certain events to certain people drawn to each other like magnets. Now, that the description does not say uh, who it is, whether it's a male, female. So we have no idea who's saying this. Then we get a shot of Wayne Manor. And if you've been following this movie this is Wayne Manor from Batman 1989, where we see somebody with uh, white hair from behind. Some sources are saying that this might actually be Bruce Wayne, who opens a secret door to reveal not one, not two, not three, but seven bat suits that are all described to be variations of the 89 suit. Hmm. I'm going to take a pause on that for a second because I just want to point out now you could argue that there's been more than that, but I mean, it was a suit for the 89 Batman, Yep. which you could say that the 92 one is the same suit, but there are some differences. It had upgrades. Like it did. Yeah, it plans. did. So, I mean, you got uh, Keaton had two, you got Kilmer for uh, 95, you got Clooney in 97 With and the then nipples. Yeah. Uh, Christian Bale, arguably you could say he had two different suits, but I mean, it's just an, uh, uh, an iteration of the same suit. So yeah. I'm counting that as one, but we are talking seven suits, seven movie suits since Michael Keaton has, has worn the bat suit. And of course, um, we do have a, a split screen here between the 89 suit and the, uh, the flash suit or one of the flash suits that we're going to see next year. And, uh, you know, honestly, taking a look at it, it, there's elements from quite a few suits. I mean, I can see, I mean, we're using the, uh, the 89 bats or a version of the 89 bat symbol, the, the chest and the ribbing is kind of reminiscent of the uh, Batman returns suit. And even that belt, that belt is very, uh, Batman begins like, mm-hmm. so, uh, interesting to see how they're going to handle that. But uh, I'm excited for this one. No, no real elements of the uh, 60s Batman, though. No, no, there isn't. Technically, there was a movie. Yes, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that is true. Was it? A, did they show it in theaters? They must have. It was the 60s. Sure. I bet you they did. Maybe. If you've seen the Batman movie in a movie theater, drop us a line in the comments. I'd love to know what that experience was like. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of the 60s Batman, have you seen? There's a, I can't think of the YouTube channel, but there's a, a bunch of guys who are, uh, they're all special effects, VFX artists, and they like to like tweak things. <laughs> they digitally inserted Adam West into the Batman trailer. Oh, geez. So it's really, it's, it's super cool, super campy and awesome in all the right ways. And you should definitely watch it. I will have to. All right. It, um, I'll put a post up in our social media, uh, for that one, just so you guys can take a look at it. It's super fun. Nice. All right. Back to our description. Uh, seven bat suits. We got another comment uh, coming in here from uh, Fletch over here on Facebook. I saw the original movie at the Fenland Theater. I, I saw the 1989 one in Fenland. Too. 89, uh, the 89 Batman. I want to say I saw in Lindsay. I remember um, I went to the Fenland one and 
crazy awesome. Yeah, I mean, the 89 Batman, when it came out, uh, it was phenomenal. It was this, I mean, is it the beginning of the modern superhero genre? I would think so. I would think so, too. I mean, everything, well, everything owes something to something else. And as we've said, everything is derivative. So like the Punisher movie and the Captain America movie, they never (laughs) quite hit just right. No, no, they really didn't. Um, So there we get this interesting sequence then where the Flash is running up the side of a building um and believe it or not the bat fleck riding a motorcycle uh is part of a car chase with the police in broad daylight <laughs> which uh batman in daylight it's about time and then we get this sort of like montage of a bunch of other characters we get a shot of michael shannon's zod alive and well yeah so in this shot is similar to the man of steel shot then we get a shot of uh, Sasha Calais as Supergirl in a costume looking very reminiscent to uh, Henry Cavill's DCEU costume, which you can see here. We've shown this image before uh, when we did our um, uh, DC Fandome uh, uh, look back. Okay. And it is very similar to the uh, the Cavill. The S is exactly the same style. Yeah. As of that uh, scaling on it, like, uh, much like Henry's suit does. Uh, so according to some of the leaks for this film, close your uh, plug your ears if you don't want to hear this. Um, in this alternate, uh, uh, what do you call it? In the Flashpoint, the Flashpoint universe. In the Flashpoint universe, Clark was killed by Zod as an infant, and now only Supergirl is uh, the sole remaining Krypton living on Earth. So that means she gets to kill Michael Shannon. Potentially, if there's a parallel, if they if they, if they, if they parallel that, that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then we get Keaton now dressed as Batman, who in a very uh, cool nod to the 89 film says, you want it nuts? Let's get nuts. As he says to uh, both Barry's, because if, if you've seen the, the trailer, there's at least two Barry Allen's in this movie and and uh, Supergirl. Nice. So I wonder, will the CW Barry make an appearance? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fletch uh, asking, wait, Zod killed who? Uh, just to bring you up to speed, we're talking about the the Flash, a film that's coming out next year. It is a, a, a big screen, big budget version of the Flashpoint story where Flash is going to go back in time. So he basically is creating another universe uh, by doing so. And in this universe, General Zod is going uh, will, according to some leaks, has killed Kal-El, Superman himself, leaving uh, Sasha Calais Supergirl as the last surviving Kryptonian. So that could be interesting. Mm-hmm. And that's it. That is the, uh, the, the whole uh, thing for the, the flash. And uh, this image here of uh, Batman sitting in the Batcave with the glove off. That is from the, the new oh, film. New reel. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the official logo. Um, remarkably a lot, kind of like the, the CW one in a way, but slightly different. Kind of reminds me of the, uh, the nineties flash a little bit. Listen, I'm uh, I love the, the gold line and it's so new 52 that it, uh, yeah. Yeah, 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 and I mean, I was a huge fan of the New Fifty Two. I know that's divisive, but hey, what do we got here, Sean? What are you saying? Oh, Marvel calls it "What If"? Yes, yes, they do. Yes, they do. <laughs> what is it uh, in DC? They're called uh, Else Elseworlds. Elseworlds. Yeah. Elseworlds tales. Yeah. All right, we're moving on. What's our next one here? Uh, oh, this one's yours. <laughs> yeah, uh, we got new footage unveiled, and it was showing us uh, some stuff from Shazam: Fury of the Gods. Uh, I loved Shazam. It was a good movie. I loved it. But I mean, I'm a huge fan of, um, of, uh, of Zachary's. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, in what they showed, they found, uh, 
Shazam in Paris trying to woo Wonder Woman. <laughs> As in, do they say, is it going to be? I don't think so because it's from behind. So you don't actually see your face. In the same way they use Superman in that movie. Basically. Yeah. See the costume, but not the face. Yeah. But uh, it's not actually her anyway, because she transforms into Jimon Honsu's wizard. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> so the wizard is back and he's there to tell his champion, you must fight for your family and fight for the world. Oh, wow. In uh, the trailer, it also reveals that Helen Mirren and Lucy Liu will portray yeah. the daughters of Atlas. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, the uh, the Shazam family, they'll be tackling a threat posed by the barrier between worlds beginning mm. to break down. I'm pretty excited for this movie. I love the first one so much. Um, you know, Zach Levi is just a, is a treat to watch as a huge Chuck fan. And I think the character that he's playing, the Shazam that he's portraying, is very much uh, grounded in what Chuck was. Yeah, kind of nerdy, awkward, but you know when it really counts. Yeah, yeah, he's got it. Yeah, uh, they, uh, they debuted the image to show a little bit of the updated costuming for. So the, is uh, this is this is an updated shot of the Marvel family? Yep. The can we call them that? The Marvels. The Marvels. I don't know if they'll call them that in. They probably they won't. Do, but... uh, Mary, Mary now is being played by a single actor now, hmm. not uh, and it's the she's grown up enough. Uh, it's the Mary who played. Oh my lord! Mary was two actors in the last one. Yeah. They were all two actors in the last one, but Mary is being the same person in in both now. Hmm. I can't remember her name. All right, yeah. So yeah, that's, you uh, don't have to wait too too long because uh, Shazam: Fury of the Gods is scheduled to be released in the United States on December 2022. Oh wow! It's it's sooner it's, than I thought. Yeah. Oh, that's really cool. Fletch says uh, we need to campaign uh, Marvel so that they make a Captain Canuck movie as part of the uh, Marvel universe. Andy, you can touch on Captain Canuck. Yeah, he was never he's part of the Marvel. He's an independent. Yeah, right? he's an indie yeah. by yeah. Uh, Richard Cumley created him. And uh, one of the, lo- well, it's not the longest, but it is one of the longest independent runs in comic books. I think so. I think the title of that go goes to spawn these days. Independent? Yeah. I thought it was ElfQuest. Hmm, maybe before it, when elf quest shut down it was something like five or six volumes or something it was quite long huh. yeah 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 but captain canuck has been in and out of comics yeah, for a long time since like the early 70s i believe i mean the i think the closest thing we could hope for i mean if you want i would love to see more canadian superheroes and i think the best chance we're going to get for that is uh alpha flight yeah i mean with the the launch of the mutants and and wolverine the the money-making machine that wolverine is has a direct connection to yes he does alpha flight so at some point it should be you know maybe we'll maybe we'll get a little uh knucklehead action yep all right moving on from uh, shazam by the way did i tell you i love shazam yeah okay i love shazam all right here we go oh another one for you <laughs> another one for me uh yeah aquaman and the lost kingdom is uh, as of Thursday afternoon, two million two hundred and fifty-three thousand four hundred and ninety-eight people have signed a petition to have Amber Heard cut from the film. This blows me away. Um, this is a movie that is that is essentially um, um, filmed. Oh, it is done. That's what I mean. So I mean, wh- what do you do with that? Well, here's what's uh, some of the stuff that came out of CinemaCon. Uh, the petition itself was created March 19th in 2019, but it's gaining renewed interest now because of the ongoing proceedings for the defamation trial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This will cause issues for sure, as Jason Momoa confirmed back in December, filming has wrapped. 
So it's done. And yeah. at CinemaCon, the movie's in the can. Yeah. Director James Wan attended and debuted a sizzle reel showing, you know, an upgraded black, right. black Manta. Yep. Uh, a bunch of octopus like machines driven by the people of Atlantis, among other shots. But he also talked about some new technology that they were utilizing for the film, putting like 100 cameras on each actor. Really? Capturing their performances and then putting a 3D spin on it. Oh, that's interesting. So almost like uh, there's a movie that was done in the first person with um, South African actor um, uh, Charlotte Copley, hmm. uh, where everything was from the perspective of like that, that character's eyeball view. Hmm. So when he's running, you're just seeing hands out Yo. in front of him. Oh, I can't remember what it was called. I remember seeing the what an interesting. Yeah. And it was super interesting to watch, even if it was just as, you know, like, oh, as an exercise in, in filmmaking, this is a, it was cool to watch. True. I wish I could remember that. I wonder if we'll do something like that. Maybe. Who knows? But uh, the film is far from finished as Juan went on to say he's still in the midst of his director's cut. So who knows what or who will make it to the finally, the final version when it finally hits theaters, March 17th, 2023. So you're saying we're going to take all of the Amber Heard oh. stuff that they've trimmed and then chuck it back in for the director's cut. Maybe, you know, at this point I can't see them. It's weird that that is even a consideration for a film that's already shot. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, but again, what was the number on the petition you said? Uh, Over 2 million. Yeah. 2.25. Two 2.25. Uh, 2.253. That's a lot of people. Yeah. I mean, uh, and, and here in Canada, we're talking what? A $14 movie ticket? At least. That's a lot of dollars. If that's going to keep people out of the theater, is that is it a big it enough number? There? Is it a big enough number? to motivate the studio uh, to do something about it. We talked about this before this came up, the Sonic movie came up yeah. and the difference with the Sonic movie was he was CGI. Right. And they weren't, the film wasn't done yet. No, you know, they could go back and, and redo the CGI and arguably they did the right thing by doing that. Yeah. But a movie that's all, like with <laughs> real actors, it's already, that's a little done. bit different. Look what happened. Uh, it, it's got, it kind of borders on uncanny valley territory, but the Netflix movie, uh, um, Army of the Dead, um, with Tig Notaro, Tig Notaro, uh, was digitally inserted into that movie because that role was, um, uh, actually supposed to be comedian. Um, oh my god, he's the reason he's in trouble. Oh my gosh, what was his name? Which uh, one? <laughs> no, I can't think of his name, but I mean, like crazy funny, but like uh like was pulled for the movie for like some like sexual misconduct stuff yeah 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 louis ck no no is a young guy chris delia okay chris delia was actually supposed to be the the that role the, the chopper pilot but yeah so that's why when you watch them have you seen it the netflix movie army of the dead uh i have not seen it yet the dave batista movie when you see okay. tig nataro's character in it there's a few when i say like uncanny valley like she looks kind of weird in a few sequences because she's kind of She's in the movie, but she's not really in the scene, right? That digital insertion thing. Hmm. All right. So, uh, by the way, I liked Aquaman. Yeah, it was good. I I described Aquaman as uh, uh, an opportunity for Jason Momoa to play Jason Momoa. Yeah. And the first Aquaman, I kind of teased and said, it's really Aqua Bro. But I'm okay with that. You know, it's taken me a while to get here. I'm okay with that. And I kind of hope we get, we get more of that. Yeah. Because it takes away or moves him further away from that, you know, campy seventies version. Yeah. And uh, I really, just the dude in green 
shorts that uh, talks, talks to fish. fish. Yeah, yeah, and I like Orm. I love the Orm character, and I love uh, Patrick Wilson. I think he's a fantastic actor. That's a night owl, by the way. Yeah. Um, really interesting to see because they didn't get a lot of screen time together, other than you know their their fight in the arena. Yeah. I'd like to know what it's going to be like now that they're having to uh, work together. That's going to be fun. Should be good. Okay, what do we got next here? Oh. Speaking of Ghostbusters, which we mentioned earlier, uh, Ghostbusters uh, confirmed for a fifth movie in the uh, original. Well, fifth movie overall, it'll be the fourth movie in the continuity established by the uh, the 1984 film. Um, there really wasn't a whole lot of uh, details uh, about the movie that came out, but it's not really surprising given how successful uh, Afterlife was. Uh, and just in case you forgot or you were a fool like me and didn't stay for the post credit scene, because I thought that's a Marvel thing. <laughs> yeah, uh, there's two of them, by the way, <laughs> in Ghostbusters Afterlife. Um, Fletch says, I've been to the Ghostbusters Fire Hall. That's pretty cool. I know that they did. They did a lot of stuff when the new movie came out. They put the Ghostbuster logo back up on nice. the on the firehouse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, contrary to popular belief, as Ray stated in the movie, the fire hall was not converted into a Starbucks. He actually says that in the film, that it became a Starbucks. Well, everybody had gone on in their life. Peter and uh, and uh, Dana had gotten married. Aww. Yeah, Peter, Dana had got married. Winston, Winston, who was, remember Winston when he joined the team? Just yeah. looking for a job. A guy who is not a scientist, just looking for a job. Uh, turns out that he's gone on and he's made uh, he's a self-made uh, self-made man nice and uh, at the end of the film at afterlife he uh, basically you know takes the ecto-1 says has a, a moment with the car where he's like oh you know i'm going to take care of you and uh, at the end of the film we see winston and the fi- at the fire hall uh pull the, pull the car in and uh, the camera switches over to the old containment unit which is uh, still active and it's flashing red uh oh. So, I mean, uh, what are we going to do? I mean, is this, remember they were talking about franchising Ghostbusters yes. within the film? We're going to have franchises everywhere. And uh, the, the, the Ghostbuster video game they did was meant to that. be. Yeah, it was meant to be a franchise of that. Yep. You know, is, is Winston going to bankroll a bunch of new Ghostbuster Maybe. outposts or something? Maybe. Do you think any of the kids will come back? I can't see them not coming back for it that i can't think of her name the girl that played egon's granddaughter was just so good because you're gonna need tech people that understand the technology oh yeah yeah i would be sad if winston no that's true if he could just bankroll it then that would be fine i guess Mm -hmm. all right but there's your ghostbusters news we're getting another ghostbusters and that is a good thing yes moving on now Sony Pictures has officially confirmed Venom 3 has been greenlit. Uh, They made their announcement during their panel at CinemaCon. No word on crew or release date for the film yet, but the announcement also comes again as no surprise, considering the previous two films, Venom and Venom Let There Be Carnage, were both successful at the box office. I can't see them replacing Tom Hardy at this point. Uh, No, I don't see that. Yeah, having appeared, you know, in two Venom lead titles, as well as the cameo in Spider-Man No Way Home, just a matter of what are they going to do with them? I don't know. Cause there's um, roads they can take, you know, I'm more curious to know. So I've seen, I've seen every, uh, Marvel movie going, uh, as well as all of the Sony stuff, including Morbius, which is kind of weird. Um, I need to know 
what does what plans does Sony have for Spider-Man going forward? This yeah. whole multiversal thing, you know, there's been a lot of outcry now, given what happened in the last Spider-Man movie, to give, you know, I've even heard people saying, like, give Tobey Maguire another shot at it. I think there's a lot of rallying around Andrew Garfield to come back. And could Andrew Garfield, you know, get his Sinister Six movie that they were working towards? Maybe. But could he be a part of this? Could he be in the next Venom movie? Could he be the Spider-Man of that world? Maybe. I think that would be a fitting a fitting continuation for him, um, which moves the franchise forward. And we need to get that. See, for me, Venom works as a movie. But Venom, the character, is an extension of Spider-Man. And they took that whole key aspect out of this particular. That is the thing that bothers me the most about the franchise. But that being said, they're both fun movies. If you like the first one, then it was a no-brainer you were going to like the second one. Because the second one just takes all of the stuff that they were doing in the first one and just gives it to you more. So, yeah. Uh, I'm interested. I'm in for this one. I, you know, I don't have a whole lot of, I don't have high expectations for it. Um, and I think if I just leave it that way, then I won't be disappointed. Yeah. All right. Any more to say about Venom? Not really. No. Other than, yeah. A lot of this news is this is happening Yeah. and not a lot of details. No, just confirmation that yeah. it's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. Even that really, you know, uh, no, confirmation absolutely. isn't necessarily confirmation. All right. The next one that, uh, there's been a lot going on here in the last, what week or so yeah. a little bit more because we got a, we got a new, and final trailer yeah as well as a new tv spot for uh the new doctor strange film yeah and uh in the final trailer for the doctor strange in the multiverse of madness baron mordo flanked by two ultron looking sentries no less yeah yeah name drops a huge reveal yeah the illuminati the marvel illuminati and i mean we've got an image here of uh one incarnation of that with that being uh doctor strange himself yep Reed Richards, Namor, the Submariner, Professor X, Charles Xavier, Tony Stark, Iron Man, and Black Bolt. Oh, yeah. We know that Patrick Stewart's coming back. You uh, know that, and, and he is coming yeah. back as Charles Xavier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, you know, if it follows the comic one, are we going to get more of those Fox-led film people from I like the Fantastic Four? Is this? Is this the movie to drop the Fantastic Four into? It could be. Is it? I I just don't know. I don't know enough to say it is or it isn't. It could be because we at this point now we've seen their origin twice or yeah. three times. If oh you yeah, can yeah, count yeah. That '80s one. Oh, you mean the the, uh, uh, Corman. the Corman film? Yeah. Have you watched the Corman film? Not all of it. You know what? If nothing else, he tried. Watch uh, Doctor Doom looked good though. Watch it with the perspective that none of those actors knew that they were just making a film to keep the rights. They gave it, they thought they were making a real movie and they approached it as such. All right. But yeah, like uh, we've already seen Blackpool in the extended MCU. With uh, the, uh, Anson Mount uh, yeah. in, um, in the TV. In in, yeah. Yeah. yeah, In humans. Yeah. But uh, Namor, the Submariner who was recently revealed. Well, I guess not recently, but, more recently than not god time flies but he was revealed as a mutant himself oh that's interesting yeah so So i want to talk about namor just for a second because there was a potential nod no 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 there was a nod in in continuity in the marvel film uh world where uh um black widow when she's uh, holding down the avengers headquarters 
and they're reporting in and they talk about, you know, what's going on and they talk about, a uh, um, some seismic activity in the ocean. Yes. And everybody was like, is that the Submariner? Maybe. I mean, what, what seismic activity in the ocean is worth talking about? Why is it even mentionable in that movie? If it's not an aquatic based, you know, Marvel property. It could be, uh, that new eternal trying to break out again. Eric says, uh, an earthquake offshore of Africa. Was that the line? That might've been the line. Hmm. So are we presuming that, uh, you know, the, the, I mean, I guess the legends do kind of link Atlantis to the continent of Africa that they may have broke apart from each other. I suppose it's possible. Yeah. All right. Well, either way, uh, I'm looking forward to it. I kind of hope that we do get all of these. I mean, if it was up to me, we'd have everybody. So, yeah. But this gives us, you know, an opportunity to bring in a new Tony Stark. So are we getting the Tom Cruise variant that everybody's been talking about? (laughs) Or what if we end up with the Arno Stark variant? Arno Stark. Yeah, the Iron Man 2020. I don't know. There's there's a whole world of possibilities there. Uh, Yeah, absolutely. Um, This poster, by the way, the Doctor Strange poster, if you haven't seen it, uh, I can't tell you the name of the artist. Somebody has gone out and recreated this poster uh, but made it comic accurate and it is amazing. Nice. So take a few seconds and, uh, and go look that up. Cause it actually looks really, really cool. Um, do you want to move on to the TV spot? Yeah, we might as well. So, uh, hopefully, uh, you guys have watched what if, and, uh, if you haven't, you should know that, uh, the Marvel, what if series that aired earlier this year on Disney plus plays very heavily, uh, into phase four, more heavily than I think anybody expected myself yeah. included. I did not see any of this no. coming. Um, spoiler, here we go. Yep. <laughs> or at least what looks to be spoilers. You can't tell me that's not. I know. <laughs> so in the latest TV spot, we do get a few more character appearances, including yeah. Captain Carter from the What If series. <gasps> Peggy Carter with yeah. the super soldier serum. You know what? Bringing her back in, yes. More Haley Atwell. When we did our uh when we did our what if review series, and I remember quite clearly saying that that was my favorite episode, and she was the like the high watermark of the whole thing. Yeah, I stand by that, and uh, clearly the people at Marvel think so as well to bring her back in live action. Yeah, oh, it's gonna be good. Yeah, there's also a very familiar sight with what could very well be Xavier in his famous yellow hover chair. That blows me away. Yeah. By the way, that they've opted for that version. Hmm. Because it didn't show up in any of the Brian Singer movies. Now, the chair, now that, there's a comic connection there. There is. Is that in the the Lee run? Uh, I believe so. It is. Okay. Interesting. Which is pretty much what the animated series is heavily, heavily inspired by. Yep. Also, a possible alternate version of Captain Marvel, which could be Monica Rambo. You know, that's what I've been going with the whole time. That That's... It came up when they spotted her in the first trailer. Is it an alternate, you know, Marvel or is it, or Monica? is it just her taking up the role? Is it her? Cause she has been in the comics. At one point. Yeah. 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 Or are her photon powers close enough to, to look like that? Maybe Eric says that uh, X-Men 97 is coming out. Oh yes. It and was. we did, we touched on that, uh, back in our, um, oh my Lord, when we were doing the, uh, um, we actually mentioned this in an episode. We was did it a the TV themes one. No, no. Uh, well, maybe it was or the cartoon themes earlier than that. We were talking about what's coming down the line. And I know that we mentioned that X-Men 97 is coming out. X-Men 97, by the way, for those of you who are uh, unfamiliar with is set to, uh, take up where the, uh, animated, the Fox animated series, uh, left off. 
Um, and so 97, because that is the year that the show ended. Yep. So very much looking forward to that. Yeah. Uh, Monica Rambo. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the, at one point, somebody uh, it was a very low resolution image. You know, they said, oh, maybe this is the uh, alternate Tony Stark. Mm. Like, I don't think so. That looks like a woman to me. Yeah. Like really looks like a woman. All right. So um, I've got my tickets for Dr. Strange. <laughs> I'm going on the advanced screening uh, nice. next week. Yeah. So I'm super, super looking forward to this. I will definitely be reporting back. And uh, unless you tell me not to, I'm going to spoil the crap out of it for you. <laughs> All right. Our next one, this one, uh, anybody who knows me should know this comes as no surprise. Oh, I am so excited for Maverick. <laughs> there was a, so get this Maverick was screened in its entirety at CinemaCon this year, nearly a week ahead of the world premiere and the reactions are good. Hmm. They're not just good. They're amazingly good. Uh, some people going so far as to calling, uh, calling Maverick the perfect sequel. Hmm. Um, I'm super like chomping at the bit to see this movie and have been, I mean, the joke was, Hey, Top Gun Maverick is my favorite is my most anticipated movie of 2020. And then every time it got delayed, I'm like, it's still my most anticipated movie. And, uh, it, it is still my most anticipated movie. I took the liberty of, of pulling some of these reactions and, and throwing them up here. And I'm just going to highlight some of the reactions here. Chris Lindahl says, after hearing for a week about movies that need to be seen in theaters, Paramount delivers a big screen spectacle in Top Gun Maverick. Steven Weintraub says, this is the kind of movie you want to see on the biggest screen possible. Mm. Now, if that's not high praise. Take it to IMAX. Well, it gets better. (laughs) (laughs) Drew Taylor uh, says, easily the best film of the year. And uh, however good you think it is, it will be better. Um, Barry Hertz, Top Gun Maverick nails it. Huge, emotional, loud Hollywood movie making at its most raw, raw ridiculousness. And that for me right there, if if you told me nothing else other than that, I'm in. I said the same thing uh, when the, the A-Team movie came out and people really didn't like it. That movie was so over the top ridiculous. It couldn't be anything else but the A-Team. And I feel like Maverick is going to fit right into that sort of same kind of shoebox. There you go. Scott Manzel says, Miles Teller and Tom Cruise are magical together. Miles Teller obviously is playing uh, Rooster, the son of Goose. (laughs) And we know that from the trailer that they have some friction over the death of his father. So that will be interesting to watch. Eric Davis says, uh, you're on the edge of your seat. I was not prepared for how emotional it was. Uh, the crowd cheered a dozen times. It's the real deal. And uh, this one, I actually, I'm, I'm quite impressed with this. JoeBlow.com says uh, Tony Scott would be proud. Tony Scott, the director of the original Top Gun. Lastly, Sean O'Connell says, uh, this delivers everything you want in a blockbuster. And I mean, that's just the highlights from those tweets. You can read them all on your own time if you'd like. But yeah, Top Gun Maverick. If ever there was a sequel out of left field that you'd never thought was coming or that you never thought you needed, by all accounts, this delivers on a level that nobody was expecting. And certainly, I will be getting tickets for that soon as they go on sale. And I will spoil the crap out of that too. Well, you can go right ahead. <laughs> you know, Top Gun fan? Ah, not as much as you. Oh, I can't help it. I can't help it. I love airplanes and I have since I was a little kid. So this is very exciting for me. 
All right, next up. This one is uh, very exciting as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Wick Chapter 4 has been announced. Uh, Keanu Reeves and the director Chad Stahel- Stahelski, hope I pronounced that right, uh, gave exhibitors at CinemaCon an early look at the upcoming John Wick Chapter 4. The trailer is set in Tokyo and opens with John Wick training in a gym. And Lawrence cool. Fishburne's returning Bowery King enters and asks, are you ready, John? And Wick answers, yeah. What's funny is I'm hearing, I can hear it in his voice. Yep. In the same vein that he's like, I guess I'm back. Yep. <laughs> so this fourth installment of the franchise is set to release March 24th of 2023. Uh, any so, word? Did you know that they're supposed to be doing a spinoff, the Continental? I did not. Yeah. Apparently there's a spinoff coming uh, about the Continental, whether that's going to be a television series um, set in the John Wick universe uh, around the history of the hotel. Hmm. Really interested to see how that's going to go. All right. So yeah, John Wick, if you're a fan of John Wick, you're getting another one. Yeah. Uh, next up here, uh, Expendables 4 is officially going to be called Expend Forbles. Expend for <laughs> Expend Forbles. Uh, filming has now wrapped on this next installment, uh, but there's no official release date yet but it is expected to come out sometime later this year. As for the trailer that they brought to CinemaCon, it featured some steamy action between Jason Statham and Megan Fox. That's a bit of a May, December, isn't it? Yeah, a little bit. Expendables. Um, does that, is that on your radar at all? A little was bit. It, was it on your radar before? Uh, I'd seen the first three, but. So there was supposed to be at one time, there was talk about doing uh, Expendables, where they were going to do like oh. all lady action stars. And that just kind of fizzled. That's too bad. So here we are, Expendables 4. Do we get a get a cast list? Uh, we got a good chunk of the cast list. Uh, Megan Fox herself, she joined the production back in August 2021 and gave okay. us a look at her character on her Instagram account. Is after. that the shot of her in the mirror, the yeah, selfie shot? Oh, okay. a little bit yeah. badass there. Uh, but in addition to her and the returning Jason Statham, Sylvester Stallone is back, Randy Couture, Dolph Lundgren, they're also back. So these are the these are uh, Expendables one yeah uh, people legacy yeah. guys yeah yeah uh, also we've got newcomers with uh, Curtis Fifty Cent Jackson uh, what's the last thing you saw him in I don't remember me neither like I knew that he was he's out there doing stuff but do you see him as a big time action guy not yet no me neither uh, Iko Uasis Uase I don't know I'd I'm have not to familiar see with that no fellow. me neither. Uh, Tony Jaw, who I am super excited to yeah, see. Yeah, yeah, Tony Jaw. And Andy Garcia are coming along for the ride this time. Uh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Andy Garcia, do you see him as being a villain in this? Uh, maybe. I could also see him being like the type of uh, Kurt Russell character from the Fast franchise. Oh, like a government, yeah. uh, like a like, like a, a handler, almost. like a suit man. Yeah. And maybe, who knows? Who knows? You know, it'll be out when it's out and. I'm sure it'll have lots of explosions and violence. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, Stallone saying this will be the final one. I don't know. I think this is going to be the final one. I, I think the studio will tell him when it's the final one. Well, I mean, if they have to replace him, you know, he was expendable. Was, <laughs> Stallone was talking about retiring after, uh, after Rocky, when he did Rocky Balboa, but Rocky Balboa was received so well that they spun it off into Creed. Well, not only that, but then he's like, well, if I can give Rocky Balboa a good send off, maybe I can give Rambo a good send off. And that's how we got the like Uber, Uber, Uber violent yeah. Rambo, the one where he's in, in Burma. Yeah. And then that 
kept one going more. and then suddenly he's like yeah i'm not retiring yep but i think there's some rumblings out there that this might be now not expendables related but stallone related will we see stallone's stakar show up in the next guardians movie i would think maybe starhawk maybe i'd be interested to see if there's any more of that but anyway yeah uh uh expend for bulls yep. expend for bulls <laughs> expend for bulls all right well next one up borderlands if uh any of you gamers out there who are uh into the borderlands uh, world this i had no idea was even yeah. happening no me neither now i've i've played a bit of borderlands and it's like it's you know first person shooter it's it's kind of fun it's got it's kind of ridiculous hmm. i have not played it but i've always seen the trailers for it and the whole cell shaded uh cartoony yep. aspect of it i, I like that I, I thought it was pretty good that way yeah i'm not sure is there enough story I, maybe it's just me i don't know enough of the story is there enough story in borderlands to make a to make a film out of it yeah there's always enough story i guess so there was enough to make a movie out of two plumber brothers that's right <laughs> But, uh, the first look at this Borderlands movie was revealed there, and apparently it's going to be pretty faithful, uh, like a faithful adaptation of the video game franchise. Okay. Uh, production has wrapped on the film in June of 2021. Yeah. So, you know, it's in post-production wherever. Now, yeah. Eli Roth is in the director's chair for this one. Okay. Uh, Jack Black will be voicing Claptrap. The robot? I believe so. <laughs> uh, Kate Blanchett okay, that's is fine. in as Lilith. Jamie Lee Curtis is in as Dr. Patricia Tannis. And Kevin Hart stars as Roland. Kevin Hart and Jack Black? Yep. <sighs> okay. It worked okay together. Uh, you know, as, that's exactly it. I'm, I Jumanji. mean, I'll go see it just for that. <laughs> just yeah. for those two guys. <laughs> well, other notable cast members include uh, Ariana Greenblatt as Tiny Tina. Yep. Edgar Ramirez as Atlas. Gina Gershon as Moxie. Holy cow. Yeah. Where did she come out of retirement for this? Maybe. I'm just kidding. I haven't seen her in a long time. No, but she'll be good. Uh, Janina Gavankar as Commander Knox and Florian Montano. 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 As Krieg. Yeah. So I am completely out of it when it comes to Borderlands. So, I mean, hopefully this is exciting news for some of you out there. Eric's uh, coming in with a comment here saying that uh, these games are great. This movie has the potential to beat the video game movie curse straight up. Okay. Well, that's huge Mm -hmm. to say. You mean that a game like Borderlands has more movie potential than a game like Mass Effect or Doom? (laughs) They made a Doom movie. I know. Uh, The Rock and he couldn't save it. No, not really. Okay, but I mean, that's high praise, Eric. I will take, the, I mean, that is super, super high praise. And I will, uh, I guess we can, re- when the movie comes out, we'll both go see it and we'll revisit this and we'll have a follow-up on the Borderlands. Uh, I can't see Eli Roth doing bad. No, no, I guess not. All right, our next one. Another uh, uh, sequel announcement here. I mean, this one probably isn't a surprise. Mission Impossible 7 uh got its uh, official title now it is called dead reckoning uh part one so it's uh being broken up into two films hmm. um yeah in a video message from the set of the film tom cruise officially revealed the title mission impossible seven dead reckoning part one the cast for this film uh includes uh basically everybody you've seen before in the last one coming back so uh, rebecca ferguson newcomer Haley atwell 
Captain Carter herself is going to be in this. Ving Rames is back. Henry Zerny. Now, this one has me very intrigued because Henry Zerny was the IMF director all the way back in the original Mission Impossible in 1996. We have not seen him in another MI movie since. He's coming back. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've got uh, Simon Pegg coming back. Vanessa Kirby, Angela Bassett, Carrie Elwes. Ooh. And Indira Varma, who's apparently turning up in everything lately because she's coming up in uh, in Obi-Wan. Ooh. She's playing uh, an Imperial officer. We've got Rob Delaney and uh, Charles Parnell. There's very little uh, information about the film other than parts uh, one and two are being shot concurrently and they will likely be the end of the line for Ethan Hunt. Well, that's what they did with Harry Potter. Yeah, exactly. There's a shot here we're using of uh, Tom Cruise on a motorcycle. That is uh, from the film. That's a, a sequence in the film. Doing his own stunts again. So uh, if the filming locations for Dead Reckoning are any indication, they uh, we're talking Norway, Italy, the UK, the Middle East, and Poland. Hmm. Um, whatever the story is, it's clear that it will be a globetrotting adventure once again. And that's kind of the, you know, the, the MI movies have done that. Yeah. Quite faithfully, actually. So Seems to be their MO. Uh, say what you want about Tom Cruise. The man makes good action movies and I will continue to go see them. Um, but yeah, Mission Impossible 7 coming out here. Do we get a date for that one? Oh, sorry. Yes, Mission Impossible uh, Dead Reckoning Part 1 set for release July 14th, 2023 with Part, part 2 scheduled for June 2024. So nice. still a little ways to go. Uh, next one up. And <laughs> we've one. we've been waiting, long awaited, and waiting, and waiting. Give up hope. Avatar: The Way of Water uh, had its first trailer shown off, uh, and uh, wow, the public's going to see it. Well, yeah. So this is uh, uh, it's supposed to be apparently it's going to be attached to Doctor Strange. So when I go to see Doctor Strange, I will let you know if the Avatar trailer was on it. Now, uh, producer John Landau presented the trailer at CinemaCon stating that uh, we need to make sure that audiences have an experience that they can't get anywhere else, and that needs to be exclusively in theaters. That's been a through line for the whole convention, by the way. Mm -hmm. um, I know back to theaters. I know we don't talk about it very much, um, and specifically uh, where Avatar is concerned, um, when you talk about all of the aspect ratios and the audio options... At, when Avatar first released, it had over a hundred variations. Um, so they're talking about this new one will have the most variations of any film ever in history. Um, the popular comment that I've seen is, I hope this is not another Pocahontas in space. Um, we don't need another white savior movie. <laughs> I, I very much agree with that. But I did like the first Avatar, um, and I am looking forward to this. So uh, this one, The Way of Water, is actually the first of four sequels. And uh, Landau says that each film will be a standalone film that together are an even greater connected epic saga. So that's, so that's going to be interesting. You? <laughs> well, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know. It seems to be the way everybody wants to go now. To create that expanded universe and keep it going forever. Eric says, uh, over-budgeted Pocahontas in Space 2. Still excited to see it. You know what? I don't know enough about the, the plot going forward. The, uh, actually, in the last 24 hours, I forgot to tell you, four leaked images oh. turned up. I did not. I have seen them. It doesn't give anything away other than we are going to see Jake. 
we are going to see Natiri. And then the other two images were kind of like, just like, I don't know what's going on. A big creature like swimming and then some like potentially riding on the backs of some water creatures. But I, I don't know what's going on if they're fishing or if they're just migrating, maybe, maybe. Um, and this one, this has come up many times and it's, and, uh, still coming back Sigourney Weaver as Dr. Grace Augustine and Stephen Lang as Colonel Miles Quaritch. Both of these characters are dead. <laughs> They're dead. Um, we talked to, I talked to, to Kim about this today. Uh, the potential that, uh, Augustine is with Awa, the, the spirit of the planet. Mm. and they just did chose not to put her back in a body at that time i guess the same thing could be said of of lang's character but if they're coming back in the roles that they played in the first one like i'm really interested to to see how they handle that maybe they grow out of the planet maybe um so we got basically it says uh the uh where is it here uh the way of water will center on a returning jake sully natiri and their family and the lengths that they will go to keep each other safe. Talking with my wife earlier today about this, it's like, she thinks that the, that the mining company, or at least another organization is coming back to Pandora, that the resources of Pandora are just too enticing to, yeah, leave, alone. to, to leave alone. And I mean, even though it took like however many years for them to travel from, from earth to Pandora and back that that could account for the, the big gap between uh the, Tiny, the first film timeline. and now eric says uh, just a very rich set of lore and visuals that need more content there was a lot in the lore of that movie that didn't make the cut yes i suppose that is true isn't it it's like a big biological internet <laughs> so i guess that solves the question of uh the anatomically correct avatar well fully functioning yeah 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 yeah. well that's just it so i included the foot like i i put up in our image here i mean we got a shot of jake and a shot of natiri now that's right out of the first avatar and those are the kids from from grace's school so presumably they've had kids at this point i assume that's what that's supposed to mean if they're having their family yeah yeah and i mean we've seen grace in an avatar body before so there's no reason why we won't see her in one again and i suspect that stephen lang's character We'll have a similar resurgence. Maybe he'll come back in a in an avatar body. Newcomers to the franchise, though, Vin Diesel. He can play a tree. <laughs> he can play a tree, yeah. I think that he'll get more than that. Yeah. Um, and then Kate Family Winslet. Tree. Kate Winslet is coming back to this. And I I had forgotten about this, but I had seen this image like months and months and months and months ago. But that is Kate Winslet filming underwater for this film. So uh, yeah. if that's any indication of what they're doing. Uh, I, I'm excited to see how this how this is going to go. Avatar: The Way of Water. It's uh, set for a December 16th release, but not before a theatrical re-release of the first Avatar on September 30 32nd, uh, September 23rd, uh, with a restored picture and sound, whatever that means. By the way, I tried to go and get some images from that movie because I wanted to get a, a picture of uh, of uh, what you call it, the big red bird, talk Marto, mock mock the big red chicken. Yes. And <laughs> where was I going with that? Oh yeah. So I'm, I'm watching the avatar film. I'm looking for the scene I'm looking and I will admit now I said this for a long time uh, on the subject of 3d and films that avatar was the gold standard of 3d yes. for several years running. But I will admit now looking at avatar now uh, it's really, it's 
you can, can see, see it's age. Yeah, it's you gone. can see it's age now for sure in the in the world of like the modern Marvel movie and the de-aging stuff that we've seen lately. So yeah. um I have high hopes for it as a as a, 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 a uh, in terms of production value. I mean, again, I mean Cameron likes to push the the like George Lucas. Yeah. Likes to push the envelope of uh, filming uh, technology and how films are made. So I expect that this one will be, if nothing else, will be visually spectacular, just yeah. like the first one. Got that far the first time around? Let's see uh, yeah, far. yeah. Now, here's one that... Uh, <laughs> did you know that this was coming? I did not. Uh, I I don't think I was really aware of this, but uh, yeah, Barbie yeah. the movie? Barbie will be parking her pink convertible in U.S. theaters on July 21st, 2023. <laughs> was that a tagline? <laughs> uh, that was a tagline. Uh, the title role it will be played by Margot Robbie, fresh off her portrayal of Harley Quinn in James Gunn's well, Suicide Well, there's Squad. no denying that she looks like a Barbie. She does. Yeah, she does. Uh, this one is directed by Greta Gerwig, who co-wrote the script with her partner Noah Bombach. Bombach, yeah. And production is currently way underway on this Mattel Films and WB project. That's pretty interesting. Yeah. So not only does she have the dolls and the cartoons and everything, now they got the movie. Uh, yeah. But uh, rounding out a star-studded supporting cast, uh, Ryan Gosling has landed the role of Ken. <laughs> And the rest of them, we don't know who they're going to be, but Kate McKinnon is in it. Oh, wow. Alexandra Ship, America Ferreira, uh, Simu Liu. Simu Liu. Oh, America Ferreira. She actually played, uh, she was uh, one of the leads in Superstore. If you've not, Superstore. Okay. Cool comedy. Uh, basically, it's a life in Walmart. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Harry Neff and Will Ferrell are all co-starring in this reimagining of Barbie's sure. world. I mean, the 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 amount of comedy uh in that yeah they're really leaning into that i i can't see them doing any less than leaning into the like the cheesy aspect of it like do you think it's gonna be like like stepford wives weird kind of like comedy i don't know but they've okay. leaned right into it into in the cartoons okay like life in the dream house that oh daughter used to watch a lot is that was that a ser animated series yep and okay. it was yep. literally dolls and you know living in that dream house well did you see the the movie with steve uh steve carell welcome to marwan uh, I have not seen it yet. You should watch that. It's really cool. I have it on the PBR to watch. I wonder if it's, it will be something. Well, that's a little bit different though. Cause that's more of a mental, a mental yeah. health kind of thing, but cool. The way that the, the dolls uh, are done are handled. I, yeah. I actually like that part of the film. The film. Yeah. I believe there is a 100% chance though, that the nineties chart chopper Barbie girl by Aqua uh, will appear on the soundtrack. Do you think so? hundred percent. hundred percent. Okay. Okay. They can't have this movie without that. Are stuff. they still a thing? Do we know the status of Aqua? Does anybody out there know where is Aqua now? They, they released a second album after that one. Really? And it didn't do as well. And then the lead singer there, Lene Nystrom. Yes. She actually went on to a solo career. Oh, she did. She did. Uh, her first album was kind of hit or miss, but. Okay. Well, maybe we'll look into that. Have a listen to it on Spotify. There you go. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. So Barbie, Barbie the, <laughs> the movie. movie that nobody knew was coming. <laughs> uh, and onto another movie that I was completely unaware of. And I don't know, I don't know if this is one that I'm going to jump out to watch because both versions of the, of, of the, the film that the this, beloved Ronald doll tale. Yeah. So, I mean, Wonka mm -hmm. Wonka with Timothy Chalamet from Dune is getting, uh, essentially it's a, a prequel origin serves as a, story, yeah an origin story to the 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 candy maker 
Uh, in a surprise move, Warner Brothers showed off some footage from the upcoming Wonka with Timothy Chalamet. Uh, the film is set to serve as an origin story, and if the footage is any indication, looks like it could be a full-on traditional musical. Hmm. Actor Rowan Atkinson was spotted in the clip, and at the end, uh, Chalamet's Wonka reads a candy wrapper that says, it's not the chocolate that matters, it's the people you share it with. Wonka is set for a Christmas release uh, next year. Nice. Yeah, had no idea that was coming. I don't see this as being tied to the the depth film no chances are it'll be tied to the gene wilder the gene wilder film yeah, yeah they went out of their way in the depth one to establish his origins oh yeah 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 um both of them are just like super weird and like it's almost like did you i mean are you a fan of the wizard of oz yeah so did you see return to oz uh i saw oz the great and powerful okay well that's kind of how i see this is the uh this it will be to uh charlie and the chocolate factory what um you know, Oz the Great and Powerful was to Wizard of Oz. Because I quite enjoyed Oz the Great and Powerful. Uh, it, it was okay. I thought it was okay. I just feel like the character is super creepy. You know, the, the, it reminds me of the Mad Hatter, really. A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> super duper. From oh, yeah, yeah. But super creepy. You might. But Rowan Atkinson, I mean. He's no stranger to music. Glad to see Bean coming back. Yeah. <laughs> I know it's not Bean, but. All right. What do we got next? All right. Did you know, were you aware that Elvis is getting a new movie? I was not aware. From director Baz Luhrmann. Baz Luhrmann, who did uh, the Moulin Rouge, and and, and uh, um, he did a version of the Great Gatsby. Hmm. Um, this one is kind of has me intrigued because not only do I like biopics, I like Elvis. Um, but he says Baz Luhrmann says this is not really so much a biopic as it's a study in Americana through the fifties, sixties, and seventies. Um, where the film is actually set to show uh, depict Elvis at the three phases of his life, um, the King of Rock, a rebel, and a Hollywood star in his Vegas twilight. Now, um, just as, as you're fans of those other films, uh, Charlie, or not Charlie, Charlie, so still thinking about the creepy. Uh, um, sorry, if you're a fan of the Moulin Rouge or the Great Gatsby, then you know that musically speaking, Baz Luhrmann has this knack for taking the music that you know and then putting a, a twist on it and uh, says that that Elvis will follow suit. So it'll be all the familiar songs that you know with a twist, but they will be twisted for a modern audience. Um, so the film stars uh, Austin Butler from uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and and is going to be playing Fade Rautha Harkonnen in Dune Part 2 as Elvis Presley and Tom Hanks as Colonel Tom Parker. Now I've seen the first trailer for this movie and it's, I I'm interested. Hmm. Uh, Tom is really transforming this movie and I know a lot of it's uh, prosthesis, but I mean, he's uh yeah, he looks the part and uh, Colonel Tom Parker. I mean, uh, he's absolutely a villain. <laughs> it was horrible for Elvis, but yeah, I'm totally looking forward to seeing this movie. So yeah, Elvis, uh, I don't think we have a date on this one yet. No, not sure. Okay, well, we'll end up look. We'll look it up later. All right. Oh yeah. Now I'm excited for this one. Uh, I know. So is uh oh, comment coming in from Scott. Aqua's last single was in uh, 2018, and they wrote the single for World Pride Day 2021. Oh, there you go. Okay, uh, that's cool. Then I'll have to check that one out. All right. The final uh the the, the new. New footage for uh, Jurassic World uh, Jurassic World Dominion was shown. 
According to uh, Deadline, the footage shows both casts from Jurassic Park, i.e. Jeff Goldblum, Laura Dern, and Sam Neill, and the Jurassic World pair of Chris Pratt and um, Bryce, uh, Dallas Howard. Bryce Dallas Howard as they search for the kidnapped baby huh? of Velociraptor Blue while massive dinosaurs wreak destruction on land and sea. Uh, and at the end of it, Ellie Sattler says, if our world is going to survive, what matters is what we do now. Um, How did I'm, Blue have a baby? Well, I mean... Uh, Blue was the last of her kind. Was she the last raptor? That was the whole point of her being the last raptor, that they needed to be the maternal thing for the... in or yeah, Maybe no it's... A, well, again, look how they... You know... Yeah in the in the world of plot armor and plot holes i mean the the dinosaur spontaneously changed sex in True. the first movie so why can't they just spontaneously start you know reproducing maybe <laughs> so is there not species out there that do that i'm yeah, sure there is that, that was the frog dna that they well they there you go so maybe that is maybe that is the uh the plug in the plot maybe plot hole fixed <laughs> all right i'm super happy to see that both casts are together uh and i'm glad that everybody is coming back yeah um because jurassic park came out it was such a landslide uh successful movie when the lost world came out i was a little disappointed that they chose to follow ian malcolm's character and not you know uh sam neill right so when jurassic park 3 came out and albeit it was kind of uh you know it was a weaker story i liked that they came back for it yeah so i'm glad to see that they're back for this and uh what motivates what motivates Dr. Grant to get back at it? We'll find out though. Mm -hmm. uh, Jurassic World Dominion comes out uh, June 10th. So just right around the corner. Yeah. So be watching uh, for your advance tickets for that one as well. And uh, we're getting here to the, the last bit of coverage for uh, CinemaCon here. Uh, <laughs> anybody out there uh, watching tonight or listening uh, later on who's a fan of role-playing games may be aware of this one that uh, Dungeons and Dragons, the longtime role-playing game, is getting a new film. It now has a title, and it is called Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves. I'm really disappointed they couldn't come up with a more original title. But uh, so, yeah, the first footage has been shown. The film is uh, based on a script by Jonathan Goldstein. That is your writer for Spider-Man Homecoming. And is directed by John Francis Daly, who you may recognize from Freaks and Geeks, was also the director of the uh, 2015 vacation film. Now, uh, was he not also Mitch in the movie Waiting? Uh, he may very well have been. There yeah, was a bunch of credits there that I didn't recognize. Yeah, he didn't get very many speaking lines in that one. No. But, yeah. I thought the Freaks and Geeks thing would stand out. Yes, it does. The film is set to star Chris Pine uh, of Star Trek and Wonder Woman fame, along with Michelle Rodriguez from the Fast franchise, who, by the way, that's a shot of her from Avatar, not returning to Avatar because mm. she's dead as well. Uh, did she? Yeah, she died in Avatar. At the end, did she not get, she got blown. Yeah, she crashed her thing into the, uh, her dragonfly helicopter thingy. Yeah. I need to watch the reissue. Uh, so Rene Jean Page from Bridgerton, Justice Smith from Detective Pikachu, Sophia Lillis uh, from it and it chapter two, as well as Chloe Coleman, my from my spy, the movie with uh, Dave Bautista uh, and Daisy head who appeared in uh, underworld blood wars and Hugh freaking grant hmm. in a dungeons and dragons movie. <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't. 
Okay, Slash Film had a brief description of the new clip, which showed uh, shows Michelle Rodriguez wearing armor while riding a horse alongside Chris Pine, while Bridgerton star Rene Jean Page also appeared in the teaser footage wearing snazzy fantasy armor. Hmm. Deadline adds that the movie has the production quality of a top-notched historical epic, and it looks nothing like the much-derided 2000 Dungeons & Dragons movie. Uh, they also note that the teaser showed off some lush landscapes in the brief glimpse. So I got really nervous about this movie when uh, basically it came out that this thing is going to be an action comedy. Hmm. All of the the pointers were like, this is going to be, they're going to try and make it funny. And all I could think of was that, that first D and D movie. I mean, there was a Wayans brother in it. So, I mean, it was just like, well, if you shift your gears to more action comedy, yeah, that Legend of Vox Machina did really well. Uh, yes, it did. But I mean, the D and D movie, no, did not emulate that. Not even like close. Yeah. Well, Chris Pine has got some interesting things to say about it, and, and this kind of gives me a little glimmer of hope because, uh, according to Chris, uh, quote, "Well, what I will say is we had a hell of a fun time making it." Uh, there was a lot of laughs the way that I've been describing it. It's like game of Thrones mixed with a little princess bride, just a smidge of the Holy grail. It's somewhere in that ballpark. It's a lot of fun. It's got a lot of thrills. It's poppy. It's eighties heartfelt. There's a bit of Goonies in there. Hmm. My character, he's the ultimate party planner. I think it's going to be a really, uh, going to be really good. I mean, who effing knows, but I think we got a good shot and John and John are killer guys. They know comedy and they know heart. And we had a great cast and we had a good time making it. And that's all you can ask for. Hmm. Well, I mean, you can take that a couple of ways. You, you mix can, those. That's a good recipe. You can take that as he's really enthusiastic for the film that he's a part of, or he's contra uh, contractually obligated to promote it in a positive light. Yeah. Hopefully it's the former and not the latter yeah. because as a fantasy role-playing fan, I mean, we've all wanted, I mean, since uh, the, the Lord of the Rings movies dropped, I, I don't think there's a D and D fan out there that hasn't give me that. I want that. <laughs> um, yeah. And this may deliver on some of that. Maybe. Well, that's it for the uh, coverage of uh, the 20, uh, 2022 CinemaCon. But uh, before we wrap up here, we've got uh, one more. One more? Yeah. One we got more. one more little nugget of news to uh, drop. And this one came out, what, yesterday? Uh, yesterday, I believe. Yeah, yesterday. It was a last-minute add-on. And I think uh certainly has us here at uh, Family Yeah, it's Power got excited. implications. Absolutely. Mark Hamill tweeted out... Uh, that it looks like we have another season of masters of the universe revelations coming. Yeah. Uh, he tweeted on, uh, April 29th, his to-do list. Yeah. Which consists of recording lines for Skeletor. So that would make him the second actor to announce that they were back in the studio doing lines after Tony Todd a few weeks ago. Uh, also, uh, so there, there was another one that came out, uh, on the tail end of this one. Um, also had to give my voice a rest. The guy who voiced Orko. Oh. Yeah. So Orko is coming back as well. Nice. So, yeah, so. nothing has been officially announced, but now I guess with three actors and. I know Kevin Smith has been, uh, people have been asking and, and his, his sort of thing is like, I hope so. You know, I don't own the thing. I don't, you know, I don't make these decisions, but I hope so. And he said, it looks good. 
but we don't know until we don't know. Yeah. And now it looks like, well, you, you actually did know. You just weren't saying. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing set in stone. Because you don't is. go from, I don't know if we're getting another season to, oh, by the way, Mark Hamill's in the booth. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I know it's just, it's only voice work and it can be done from anywhere. But man, like. At this point, it's like a matter of time until we get a confirmation. So I'm, Netflix had enough, uh, believed in it enough to do another one. Yep. They should. I mean, uh, with the live action film getting uh, pushed over to them, you yep. know, I think they want to keep the brand awareness uh, as high as they can. The kids series is doing really well. As yeah, far, it's already in. It, it looks second. great. Yeah. So. I, for one, am looking forward to this. I know that it is not technically a direct sequel to Filmation, but I mean, all of the elements from Filmation. It's got all the Filmation. Are there? Yeah, it's, yeah, sure it does. And uh, I love the animation style. So really looking forward to this one, but uh, yeah. So Masters of the Universe Revelation coming back for a new season, I guess. At some point. Yeah. yeah. Man, uh, where are we at now? We've been going for... Oh, about an hour and 40 minutes. That's pretty good. Yeah, not too bad. I think we've had a lot to talk about this week. Uh, there, we could have kept going, too. Well, we probably could have. It was lots more. Uh, I mean, if you if you looked hard enough, there was oh, there was all kinds of little things that were, yeah. were coming New in stuff all week. Every yeah, day. yeah, yeah. And there were more movies discussed at CinemaCon that we didn't really touch on. Because, um, yeah. you know, I don't care about dramatic stuff. Oh, I do care about dramatic stuff, but... I want for all intents yeah 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 <laughs> i just want all the nerd stuff yeah. give me more nerd stuff <laughs> all right well why don't we why don't we take this out of here and uh, oh hey there we are hey. <laughs> as always guys i hope that uh, you enjoyed this episode of fandom power if you if you like uh, our show please like and subscribe on our uh, channel uh, our youtube channel over at uh, sawcast productions on youtube of course you can follow us on social media at uh, facebook uh, as well as uh, Twitter and Instagram. Yep. And uh, make sure you tell your like-minded friends about our show. We stream here pretty much every Sunday night, 6 p.m. Eastern time. And uh, if you can't join us live on the stream, you can always catch us in replays. Yep. And you can catch us on all the, your favorite audio platforms because all of our videos get converted to an audio uh, podcast and they get put up um, within a few days. So I think that's it for me tonight. Yeah, I'm out of... Uh... <laughs> stuff to talk about hey, here. nothing to finish on we've we just we did it all yeah <laughs> all right guys well that's another Actually, oh yeah wait you know what yeah no make sure you guys get out to your local comic books yeah next yeah that's right next get out weekend. there and support them uh next weekend free comic book day and yeah. it's saturday, saturday may, may the 7th may 7th we're gonna be out uh if you are in the oshawa ontario area next saturday make sure you drop into new books uh, on North Simcoe Street, uh, and then where else do we want to go? Uh, I think we're going to make a stop in at Worlds Collide and Comic Book Addiction as well. Yes, and uh, all three stores have a, a you know have graciously uh, said, "Yeah, come on in." We uh, take some footage, and we're going to talk to uh, the folks who are working that day, as well as we're going to get your free Comic Book Day stories and what Free Comic Day means to you. Yeah. So, if you're out and about, look for us. We'll be the guys with the camera talking stupid stuff. <laughs> nerd stuff (laughs) all right all right well that's it for me and uh man we'll be back next week with something else to talk about yep but uh until then for fandom power my name is wes i'm andy we'll see you next time bye for now hey guys thanks for listening to fandom power be sure to like us on facebook and follow us on instagram and twitter stay tuned for our next episode where we'll be talking about another one of your favorite fandoms fandom power is a sawcast production